Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, I imagine given how favorable the conditions have been recently, you're a pretty tired fishing guide. Yeah, pretty tired. It's been, uh, been just about every day for the last, well, really, since March. Um, but, and this is probably the first, you know, April, May, springtime frame that our smallmouth rivers haven't been high and dirty and blown out in the last, you know, decade for the most part. So it's been, it's been good. Um, and, uh, yeah, fishing's good across the board and it's supposed to stay that way, I bet. Yeah. And I've watching you on social media, you're already seeing, you know, evidence of successful smallmouth spawn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, I'd say the bulk of the spawning activity went off around mid April, um, down here and, we have had good stream flows um, dropping with some, you know, maintenance rains that have kind of bumped it up a little bit, but nothing significant. Um, I saw, you might have seen that video I posted the other day of a big mass of, uh, of black fry um, on a, on a smallmouth nest that, uh, that was, that was last sunday and i did that same float yesterday and they were um, free swimming and you know in a big fry ball you know a little ways away from that same nest and um male still hanging out kind of guarding loosely but uh yeah it's, it's looking very successful and you know knock on wood the next 10 days we're not supposed to i think total we have about a third of an inch of rain forecasted so um Things are looking up. Just keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, how long does it take? You know, we've talked about this before that they that all the smallies don't spawn at the same time. But, you know, I also know that kind of post-spawn, they're usually not as hungry and aggressive as they, you know, were pre-spawn. How long does it take for the bite to kind of normalize again? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's been kind of funky the last couple of days, um, probably the last week. And, and a lot of that, you know, you're right. They don't all spawn at the same time. Um, in fact, we had a small wave of some of the bigger sort of upper echelon fish go off um, earlier in April before the full moon, about a week and a half before the full moon, um, when we had water temps up above 60 for a couple of days. And then we had, you know, the large majority of them go off in the middle of the month and um, more than just the waves of spawning activity, you also have, you know, just the fact that females move into a nest, lay their eggs, eggs are fertilized, and then, you know, they hang out for a, maybe a day and then they, they roll out and they position themselves a little more, um, you know, sort of nebulously out in the middle of the river, um, on current themes and that kind of thing. And, uh, they're, sort of sulking a little bit and recovering from, you know, having dropped all their, their egg mass. And then you have the males that are still sitting tight to the nest and, and guarding them. Um, so a portion of, of the population, namely the bigger females can be sort of absent for a little while. Um, there's a few places you can kind of look for them, but, um, I would imagine, you know, like I said, we've got, 
to fry or are free swimming right now, I would say in certainly in the next week or two, um, a lot of those males will start to abandon posts and, and kind of enter into their post spawn period. And then I would say, you know, certainly a, a week and a half, two weeks from now, um, things will start to normalize a little bit. Um, but, you know, right now, I would say, you know, fish are, fish are definitely being kind of moody and sort of uninspired in terms of chasing, chasing flies, but, um, you just know where to look for them and fish a little bit slower, um, and, and try to be intentional about where you're fishing, you know, adjacent spawning habitat. And, um, that's kind of what we've been doing day to day. Got it. So are you fishing like, uh, on the bottom with like, uh, critter mites and, you know, claw dads and things like that, or are you fishing a little bit up in the water column with streamers? Uh, definitely up in the water column. Um, and we have, like I said, we don't have crazy high flows right now. So, um, you don't necessarily need a heavy fly to get down, um, very deep, very far. Um, so your neutrally buoyant bait fish flies, you know, CK bait fish, game changers, birds, minnows, um, and then critter mites are a good option too. Certainly if you can't get, uh, can't get anything to chase, um, you know, dropping it down in the water column a little bit, um, wouldn't be a bad idea, but, but yeah, I mean, we haven't had to do too much dredging, so that's, that's always a plus. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly where you fish cause it's so ledgy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> one of the day to day, one of the, the lessons I try to teach all my clients cause it's one that you can always teach is how to get out of trees and snags and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it does make you a better and more successful angler because the less time you can spend snagged up and, and stuck in the trees, you know, the more fish you'll catch and, um, the more fun you'll have. So not having to dig your, your dumbbell eyed fly out of wedges and logs on the bottom all day is, is definitely a plus. Yeah. Plus, uh, with those big predator, uh, hooks, those tips get wrecked pretty easily on those rock ledges. Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, I got a question from uh, Matt McGraw, and Matt sent us plenty of questions before. And uh, this is kind of a brood X question, I think, because he's looking for your favorite cicada pattern, and he's looking for you know durability and ease of tie. Um, yeah. So I really only uh, entertain three different patterns. Um, one of them is not super easy to tie. Um, tying is not really the word I'd use for either. It's more of a, a, a craft project. Is the, the chuck craft topwater bugs made out of cork and ultra suede and nail polish and epoxy. Um, those are definitely number one for durability. Um, number one for sort of customization too, because you can, you can paint whatever you want on the underside of them. Um, to match anything from a, a dragonfly to a, to a brood X cicada. So um, that's a good option if you're interested in sanding cork and, and, and painting. Um, but, you know, not the easiest, you know, you're not going to crank out a dozen of them in an hour. Um, it's going to be a day or two or three. Um, or four or five. <laughs> or four or five, depending on how often you do it. Um, 
And then uh, the other one that I tie is, is uh, blind chocolate potato, which is tied almost entirely out of out of different foam products. And that's an easy tie, um, but uh, and and they're durable as well. Um, but they, uh, as as we were talking about earlier, you know those products are going to get slightly difficult to find. Like I've got the, I've got some I'm trying to tie up for a couple of clients of mine right now. And, um, a lot of those products are back ordered right now just because it's a popular pattern and a lot of people are tying them. And then the other one, it's not one that I tie. Um, so it doesn't, doesn't help a ton, but I, uh, I always buy a bunch of the, uh, the rainy potatoes, which you can get from a bunch of different fly shops. Um, I know my buddy, William, here's me active Eastern trophies up in, Alexandria's got a bunch of them on his website. They, uh, that's a good pattern. Um, not terribly expensive. And, and, uh, you know, I always buy a bunch of them just to shove in my box in case, uh, in case I bust off all my other ones or, or, uh, you know, like I said, it's not a bad pattern either. They fish really well. And, um, you know, any fly that I can buy in bulk, it's, it's a good pattern. It's pretty cheap. Uh, I always like to have on hand in case. I just don't have time to tie a bunch and I need them to fish. Um, so those are my top three. Um, but there's a, there's a bunch of other patterns out there that, that are, you know, relatively easy to tie. I just, uh, I stick to those three primarily. Got it. And I want to say I, that I've seen on William's site as well, that he will actually sell some of those hard bodied, um, chuck flies that you mentioned. Oh yeah. Right. So, so that's, Absolutely. that's a place to buy them. And I don't know, I was going to ask you too, you know, does William by any chance sell the bodies, right? Cause that's kind of the, the kind of the pain in the behind part of making that pattern. It is. Yeah. And he does have some pre-shaped ports that you can buy, um, you know, where you can just basically cut a slot, pick the hook in and then paint it yourself. Um, which isn't a bad way to go. Like I said, those are definitely number one for durability um, because it's, it's literally cork and epoxy. Um, so unless you just, you know, beat the snot out of them on rocks or bridge piling, you know, they're going to hold up pretty well. And, uh, and they splat really well and they, you know, they've got a good profile. They're not going to fall apart. You know, that's, that's definitely my number one choice. Absolutely. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and we'll enter you into a drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And Matt, before I let you hop, uh, why don't you let folks know, uh, you know, where they can find you on the internet so they can book in fish with you. I know you're basically a late summer, early fall open date guy now, but you know, always better to be prepared and get on the calendar sooner rather than later. Oh, heck yeah. Um, yeah, right now I got a couple days left in August, but really looking at September, um, in October at this point, but, uh, I, uh, you know, should be plenty of great fishing through October, you know, um, especially if we, if we have warm weather through the fall, like, like we did last year, but my website is mattreillyflyfishing.com and you can, uh, find my phone number or email. Uh, I've got a contact form on there too. You know, however you feel best reaching out, I'd love to hear from you and uh, look forward to getting on the water. 
Yeah, well, there you have it, folks. You know, it's a great time of the year to be out fishing in Virginia, whether you're chasing smallmouth or chasing trout or chasing panfish and bass. Get out there and catch a few, everybody. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. All right. Thanks, Marvin.